For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. And welcome everyone to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Uh, no, this is not DJ. DJ is taking a well-deserved vacation. He will be back next week, and I'm sure he is kicking himself right now as he's listening to us because he missed he missed all the fun news that happened over the last few days. But here, as always, is myself, uh, Rob the Genius, the smartest person you've ever heard on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, like, I couldn't. I couldn't. Even, I couldn't even. And well, first myself. here is myself. Wait, but um, you know, and um, as always with me is Jason from the Purple Haze. I'm trying to get uh, DJ's introduction right. J- Jason from the Purple Haze, Bucky's tag team partner, and one day to go through barbershop window. I got all. Of it. You still, you still haven't said what podcast this is. I did, I did. I said at the beginning. You said, my, yeah. you said that, yeah. All right, yeah. all right. Let's be quick, because. Okay. Well, yeah, I did. I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've <laughs> never heard a host shout himself out first. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. <laughs> I'm here with myself. <laughs> and um, my and last, last but not least, the bane of my existence. Yeah. From. The yes. what's the, uh, yes. what's the guy's name? The NXT uh, Cassis Ono, the Cassis Ono to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast Shield, Mr. Ray Cash. <laughs> Wait a minute, so I wasn't good enough? No, it's like you're you're just there on the periphery. You show up once in a while. Everybody's like, you know, no, 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 no. No, no, he he he's Jimmy Garvin to the Freebirds. Oh, or or if you want to use the shield, I'm Joey Mercury. They all say Joey yeah, Mercury was the four. Probably better. Okay. Or uh, Cash, oh no, I was like, damn, I got I got replaced. My <laughs> <laughs> it's Ray Cash, everybody. Hi. We <laughs> 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 we're off to a rousing start. Yes. Uh, I yes. mean, this is exactly what you can expect on a DJ list edition of yes. my wrestling um, podcast. DJ, please, God, enjoy yourself out there on that cruise when you finally hear this and you find out how lost we were without you. Uh, so yes. We had a lot of fun, but please enjoy yourself. But um, All right, so uh, there's a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. We have a – we have uh, one Dwayne Johnson showed up on Friday. We have a new TV deal for WWE, uh, and we have some unfortunate things from releases that happened uh, but first, before we get to that, you know, I am the man with the golden shovel. 
<laughs> and so I shined it up real good for one Mr. Rick Knox. Rick Knox, you are the dirt worst wrestling referee I have ever seen in my life. You are a disgusting individual and you need to be fired. Damn. Did you see the video, Ray? Oh, I watched it live. I watched okay, it. Okay, oh, okay. So I you actually know? was I okay. was hyped for the show. Yes. And okay, so uh, disappointments are plenty. And um so there was I mean, so I've heard different accounts of when exactly Mox got concussed. Some people thought it was when on the pile driver. I heard some people say that saw some people say that it was actually earlier on when um, Phoenix did a dive onto him. Yeah, the flip. That's what it looked like. Okay. But so when Phoenix was covering him, Mr. Rick Knox, he counted one, two, and then he stopped. And then and then you, if you look at the video, you can see Moxley look at him and say, fuck you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because he was supposed to count to three. You can see Mox motion to him and say something pretty loudly if, like, as he's going for the cover. So it's probably he, something like, hey, count it out. I'm yeah. out. Whatever. Something. Whatever and he counts thing. one, two, and then he stops. And then Mox looks at him. He says, and, and you can, he looked dead at him and says, fuck you. That you can definitely tell. And I'm not a lip reader, um, but yeah. I can tell you what he said after the count. Yeah. And then, and then, so Phoenix picks him up again and gives him another pile driver. And <laughs> like, whatever happened to count it like it's real? Yeah, man. But you know, no, no, I'm no, not no. gonna. You got, you got, you got one job. You got one job. I agree. I agree. I'm, um, no, in no way, form or fashion, am I sticking up for this dude. I'm not gonna ask for a new job. Um, even though he probably how he got the job is a surprise. But yeah, that. I don't know if it's a lack of tr- well. Rick Knox has been doing this for like thirty years, dog, as an indie ref. Like, I don't know. You have to you there. You have to notice. I'm going to your job to notice all the little shit. But for the fact that you didn't notice that this man was out for a good five plus minutes was was, was yeah, man. I for the. For the concussed dude to look at you and literally tell you, fuck you, let him pin me, the dude who was concussed, that's not a good look, man. And, 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 and for the record, normally I'll blame AEW, Tony, and whoever's on, and Gorilla for this. You can't blame them because you know how they fixed, how they would relay that? Through the ref. So, like, they, they may have been screaming in the back in the match. And the ref was like, uh, so yeah, it's, it's all Rick Knox on this one, dog. Yeah. Some dude, this isn't just some dude on elevation, you know, cutting his teeth because Tony gave him a a hot dog and a handshake. This is Dean Ambrose, John Moxley saying, Hey, we're out of here. Guess what? We're out of here. You'll, you'll appreciate this, Rob. There is a very, um, twisted irony and and positive to this situation because your boy moxley been trying to take a vacation for like <laughs> 12 months dog well he's getting well, it now <laughs> you got it now bro <laughs> <laughs> it's wild but took an injury oh i mean, look, yeah, I mean they should have pulled up on that dude for real 
Oh, they would they weren't happy. And and from reports, I've seen pictures of Tony backstage. I know people trying to roast Tony for doing the Dan Garcia dance at the end of the show, but like there's also pictures of Tony in the back with Moxley, like not looking happy. So I'm I don't think anybody's happy about the situation. And maybe a reprimand will be happening because he definitely, if nothing else, deserves to be have a what do they call them? What um, performance review? <laughs> yeah, that's necessary right now. I mean, look, he, he needs to get one of those performance reviews that Lord Vader used to give people. You know. Oh damn. <laughs> I mean, don't put him in the ground, Rob. Jesus Christ. Well, okay, we don't have to kill him, but I mean, <laughs> if Vader hits Rick Knox, it's not gonna be good. Oh, it, it's just choke him a little bit. I give him, you know, I mean, something. I mean. Oh, you want the D. David Schultz, huh? I mean, look, man, that that's yeah. just. I mean, and, uh, yeah. I mean, come yeah, on, man. Like, and give him the, you know, just give him a quick Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but but to me that was just it was disgusting. Um, because yeah, I mean, come on, man, you you, you can't do that. So Rick Knox, you, you stink. Did y'all pay attention to anything else on the show, or was that the? Only I, I watched the main show? event. Um, and it was for me, it was going really well. And then the last five minutes, I wanted to shoot my television. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of. So look, MJF is a very is a MJF is a very nuanced performer in that there are specific stories he tells. And sometimes if you don't know the story he's trying to tell, it can look weird. So the story he was trying to tell was he's actually, I think, is doing a fantastic job for a dude who's never been a babyface in his life, getting the crowd behind him and playing off of it. Um, but yeah, the, the off felt a little weird, especially with Adam Cole. Did he sprain his ankle running out there? Yeah. Or something like that? Yeah. Um, but the match was fun. And, and again, Joe has lost a step, but he's still Joe. Um, I watched the show particularly for Eddie Kingston, Claudio. And that was like, that's what I, I tuned in for that. I'm sorry. That was an awesome match. It was, but can I give a hot take? Please. Okay. Eddie Kingston is one of the few wrestlers who still makes me care about AEW. Um, and I mean this with all love and respect, because I think Eddie Kingston is one of the best sports entertainers in the business. I do not give three, two, one, negative one, half, a quarter, uh, a penny of a fuck about him in the ring. It, it just does nothing for me. He's Eddie Kingston wrestles like a kid who spams the same move because he hit like, what, 12 spinning back fists? Like at a at a point, bro. Come on, we got enough, dog. We've had enough. So I've never yeah. I've never really watched him wrestle. So he's is he a before the bell rings all star? He's a before. He is dog starting lineup. <laughs> and he's not a bad wrestler because he he gets the idea of what I'm. He can put a match together well. The problem is, he'll tell you he's not in the best shape, even though he's much better than he was before he got hired. Um. But also, he's not a moves guy, so he's 100% a story guy. But eventually, you got to put some moves with the story, and the moves don't look good to me. Oh, Am man. I wrong, Jason? No, I think he just has that kind of bra- brawler kind of feel. He he, whenever he, whatever level he got to in let's call it wrestling school, he learned exactly what he needed to learn, and he's like, all right, I'm good. That, uh, that mixed with his affinity and 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 um. And obsession with Japanese wrestling. So, right. 
if if he was if he was the brawler of the American style, it would be perfect. But he wants the small bro, right. like Mar Fuji and like Otashi. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You read about he is an inside baseball guy. He makes yeah. wrestling fans like wrestling fans. We love him and anything the guy does, like it's great. And I can look past the 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 matches and whatnot because I see the real emotion that he puts behind it and the effort and the care and everything like that. So like he's your favorite wrestling fan's favorite wrestler. I totally understand why he, like, despite his everyman persona, hasn't made any of those, like, you know, cross-cultural strides, you know? He's just exactly what Ray's talking about. He's just, he's there, and I have a great time watching him every single time. But I get it. Uh, but for me, the, the main, what I hated about the main event was CMJF has the neck injury. And that's fine. But he takes a Death Valley driver on the apron. He kicks out at two. And he takes a Uranagi through a table. And then he kicks out at two. And then he takes a pile driver on the floor. And then he kicks out at two. And then he takes a muscle buster, Joe's finisher. And he kicks out at two. And at that point, I wanted to shoot my television. Yeah, that's where I lost the plot, too. I was just like, okay, guys, I know this is the land of, like, it's going to be more kick-out palooza over on this side of the street. But doing it with MJF against Joe is, like, what's it called when you're being rude to your audience? Why am I blanking on the term? Um, But you're basically calling me stupid at this point. Yes, and, um, like, Hulk Hogan wouldn't have kicked out of all of that. Hulk Hogan, uh, Hogan would have tried. Hulk would've no, tried. no, Hogan would have said, "Hit me with your finisher." He'd have, he'd have kicked out of the muscle buster. But he wouldn't have done all the other shit. Oh, oh, even this is that he would have done that like in the main event of SummerSlam or in the main event of WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble. He's not doing that on a Monday or a Friday. I mean, no. I mean, no disrespect to the dude I'm about to cite here because I love him and I think he's one of the greatest ever. So this is not a, coming from a place of hatred or shade or disrespect. But this is a generation raised on John Cena. So, I yeah. mean, what, That's what the, the big yeah. match of the oh. the big match style that we have learned in the past 15 years is John Cena. Yeah. And this is MJF. This is MJF's first big babyface title uh, match. I'm not counting the Adam Cole thing because there was still too much nuance, um, right? That was the that was the night that he officially cemented himself as the baby, but also in his home stadium. So you know, my boy had a few extra XP points. And look, I'm not saying it. Look, I'm not saying it made sense either. But so this is this is the world we live in, baby face. The the world of realism in the majority of professional wrestling, and the big companies at least, is gone. It's gone. Because the baby faces are have to be superheroes now. Well, there are a few wrestlers who still do it real. I mean, the, the tribal chief still one of his strongest suits is doing that. I mean, he yes, he kicks out, but he doesn't he doesn't kick out people of you know four finishers. He makes the kick out. 
He does kick he out. He kicks of out of every finisher too, but he just makes it look better. Yes. But but he kicks out of one finisher. He's kicked Is out of like seventeen F fives in one match. Not okay, just right. because of stakes, but just because of how everything was going. I knew uh, there was never a doubt in my mind that that Joe was going to that that MJF was going to kick out of every single move, yeah. and it wasn't because of the stakes. It was just because like, yeah, of course he is. Sorry, yeah, yeah. he's New York. Yeah. And well, yeah, and look, I'm still going shit on it. Okay. Oh and, yeah, you didn't like it. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, and look, you can't get better until you criticize what needs to be criticized, man. So, and you're never going to get me to say that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call it shit no matter who does it. And, you know, I'm consistent about that. Yeah, no, understood. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I'll, I'll give MGF, MGF the slightest pass because, again, I followed Homie's career since, like, he first got some notoriety. He's never been a babyface. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Not even, not, not, probably not even when he wrestled in his home promotion that trained him. So, like, you're learning on the fly as the world champ in the second biggest promotion in the world. That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah, that is. That's fair. So, uh, uh, last thing about Grand Slam. So, do we think uh, Soraya is keeping the belt warm for the dentist? <laughs> I think she's keeping the belt warm for the weed-smoking uh Super baddie, whatever her name, the the what's her name, the CEO. Oh, she got a promotion. She's not just a boss now. She's the CEO. She so, bought the whole company. <laughs> so you think that you think that's gonna happen? That's the plan. oh, Mercedes going to AEW. I don't know if it's gonna be a long time, but she will wrestle a couple matches there. And for those of you who care about story, and I know AEW oh, is one of the companies that talks about all companies. They don't they reference what happened in other companies in their in their company the story yeah. of soraya being injured and having to retire for all these years based on sasha slash mercedes and then soraya coming back win the championship and mercedes coming to take the title back from her that that there's something there that could that yeah. could draw some money i can't take credit for this but with the uh topic that we're going into right now or soon um, with some of the new employees, the prospective employees on the market, uh, people forget that Emma and Paige um, kind of did a little kicking off of the women's revolution, and AEW could, you know, jump oh. right on that and and uh, take, you know, take even credit for it. Soraya's we, already Soraya's already tweeted her. Oh uh, really? Yeah, of yeah, course. Well, you want to get let's, you want to get into that then, and uh, we'll we'll do the other stuff later. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I already brought it up, so okay. I mean, I, I don't think we need to, you know. Rob, Rob, and I feel like the mad scientist who's been walking around like an Independence Day. He's been walking around with that that the the papers and the findings from my experiments, from our experiments, and there's a bunch of data here, guys. We read the equation that's in front of us. We have we are heading towards something bad. And unfortunately, something bad did happen today. WWE did one of their patented round rounds of releases. And we had people of literally of all walks of life from the uh, on the WWE and NXT rosters uh, get released today. 
So that's a big bummer. Um, I don't know, if, Rob, if you have the full list you want to – I'm going to – Yeah, I'm going to bring it up. And so now what Jason's referring to is uh, we've been kind of – on this show, we've been kind of just referencing or warning or whatever you want to say, just basically that um, in terms of the number of people on the roster and the amount of TV time they had, the, the math wasn't mathing. And did, you know, the saying says the center cannot hold, um, you know, that it was, you know, there, there was no way they were going to just continue to add people and add people and then keep all of these people and add more people and then bring people up from NXT. Well, and then you all have the looming of merger and you have the con the tv contracts and you have the merger with uh with w uh, excuse me with endeavor to form tko sports ufc and wwe in one company so you have as we you know we're trying to say these past couple of months even the last year or so there are a lot of moving parts here and you know when companies are trying to get their books right for stuff like that stuff can turn on a dime and obviously we, you know, past, what is it, Rob, past behavior? Uh, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And So there you go. So I'm sorry that we didn't feel like we were stepping out on that big of a limb to say, hey, a bunch of people probably are going to get fired soon. You know, it's oh. not great, but, like, the math isn't mathing. So for all you acting shocked and surprised, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So, all right. So the the main roster folks. But before uh, you before you say the main with people, I just okay. want to say one thing real fast, if mm-hmm. you don't mind. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't think most people of an unbiased, logical thinking mind would be surprised by today, because what you guys said is actual fact, unequivocal, unarguable fact. There's too many people in the building, and the capacity of the building is this many. We got to get back to this many. The problem, I think, that a lot of people have, myself included, is the forgive me, now I'm, I'm assuming here, and I'm, I may be projecting, but it feels like the absolute glee and true and wholehearted disrespect in which WWE chooses to make these announcements or make these cuts. Because we're going to talk about all this today. But just today, uh, we could talk about a few days ago, but literally today, they announced the deal for doing the 80,000 or 70,000 seat arena in Perth for Elimination Chamber. And they announced the deal for SmackDown coming, leaving Fox and coming back to USA for $1.4 billion over five years, which is $400 million more, a raise for that, for that show. On the same day, they, they choose to release these people. And that's the problem. The releases make sense. When we go through these lists, like, forgive me for, being, for jumping the gun here, but like a guy like Dolph Ziggler wasn't doing anything there, didn't want to be there, made a lot of money. That's a cut that makes sense. The problem is how often, how regular how regularly and dare I be so presumptuous to say how happily 
they do this on the same days. It continues to show us that they are the worldwide leader in the best product, the biggest reach, and the most piece of shit people. Regularly show us that. Yes. And um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so here, all right, here's the list. Um, the full, all right, so all right, Mustafa Ali, Rick Boogs, Aaliyah, Top Dollar. Whoa, I didn't. Is this correct? Mm-hmm. I see Tegan Knox. She got. Oh, no. Did she get caught? This is a, this is a Forbes article I'm reading here. And it has her name that. on the list. I didn't see that. I, I read the didn't either. That, that yeah. made, I don't. Well, we'll 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 put a star next to that one because I hadn't seen that name anywhere else today. Um, but Emma Riddick Moss, Elias, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, Dana Brooke, Mansoor, Masse, Quincy Elliott, Davicato, and Ulisa Leon. Uh, there are a few other people from NXT who were. Like we're barely on TV or anything. Um, that you know that that's going to happen with NXT. They're they're going to churn through people, especially people who aren't on TV very often. They, but they've said, Triple H has said that out loud. Oh yeah, he said out loud. They're, you know they they got you on a six month window when they bring you in for NXT. Mm-hmm. And if you know if you're not making any type of progress six months, you're out of there. They used to give you a couple of years. You know, so yeah. you should never be surprised if you see a name on a you know so and so is in NXT and then if you in you know, they you see them getting released shortly afterwards. You should never be shocked at that. But all right, so with this list here, because I was kind of just trying to categorize people, some of these folks are basically they were on the clock as soon as Triple H took over, because you you could you could see that their t- the time they had was getting measurably reduced. Um, that's um, Shelton, Cedric. Uh, Oh, he didn't. Well, he said he was a free agent. Didn't he? You didn't see my response. You didn't see my response to that. He's a free agent in the WWE story. Oh, okay. I'm. Remember, a bunch of people didn't get drafted, so they could go to any show they wanted. Okay. That's what he means. Yeah. Like Corbin's a free agent, or Ali was a free agent, like that. Okay. So, but Shelton's time got got cut back last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Dana Brooks' time got cut back significantly. Dolph did. Elias. So, I mean, they were last year, there were signs that they were just not in whatever Triple H was planning here. Um, and then there are some people who maybe who did get some time at first, but then got yanked basically, like Riddick Moss, like Emma, Aaliyah, and then. You know, uh, Mansoor and Marseille, as soon as they took Maxine out of the group, you know, I mean. Well, they were screwed once L.A. Knight left. I knew then. Yeah, I mean, that was the beginning. But once, but then when, they, when they took when they took Maxine out, then you knew it was over. Yeah, 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 no chance. Maxine and the boys went way longer than I thought it was going to. Yeah. And it was, by the way, it was good and it was entertaining. Yes. I mean, she she walked with them so she could run with Alpha Academy, but yeah. they were they were good, man. And um so but again, like these people like these folks were not getting none like 
none of these folks were getting a lot of time on the main roster TV. I mean, Ali had gone down to NXT. And then also with him, he's been trying to get out for a while. So we don't know if they finally just said, okay, gone or. or well, what. if that, I will say this to that real fast. If that's the case, then the timing doesn't make any fucking sense because he literally had a pay-per-view match in like three weeks. Right. Yes. So, and, and something, think about the, they even use it as a storyline, but he beat Dragon Lee to get the number one contendership. And then on Raw, they showed Dragon Lee. And now this week on Raw is going to be Dom versus Dragon Lee. So he, so he got the spot before. So like writing was on the wall. This, this, but this, this couldn't, they wouldn't have booked them in the way they booked them just to say, we know you're going to be gone. Just can't see it. Something had either he had to have asked out or he got into a fight with somebody and they let him go. But something had to have happened like in the past few days. He was just on TV Tuesday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, now some of this is uh, with, of course, the new company TKO. Um, now, because if you're wondering what does this new company have to do with any of this? Well, um, one thing that happens with mergers a lot of times is one of the companies has a debt problem. <laughs> um, that's a pretty common thing with mergers. And Endeavor, which owns UFC, has a debt problem. Like, um, now, so, and that's one of the reasons they went, that's one of the reasons they wanted to do the merger because they got a debt problem. WWE does not. And they wanted a partner basically to help them with the debt. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, the only thing about that is, um, part of dealing with the debt, of course, is you look for ways to reduce, you know, money going out. Yeah. And um, so then. But now, but look, I don't look, even as honestly, I think even if there had been no sale or no merger, I think some of the stuff would have come anyway, because, again, like we've been saying that the roster was too big for the amount of just the roster is too big. And but they are kind of. You know they're 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 putting it together with the merger here basically. So it's just it's not coincidental, but it is kind of it's part of what's going on here. Even though I think it would have they would have released people regardless. But in this case, the merger was official Tuesday. This happened Thursday. If you if I mean Vince McMahon and Dana White could sit down in my house and tell me that they're fully unrelated, I'd be like, okay, pal. And yeah. remember just last week or a few days ago, I say last week, today's Thursday we're recording this. Just a few days ago, they cut damn near half the staff at WWE. Right. Actual employees, like the corporate employees. Yeah. Because the idea was corporate speak, of course, we don't want redundancies since we're merging companies. Right. But of course the WWE people were the ones to go. So yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Um and it's um it's so I mean it's it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not surprising because like I said, we told y'all this was we've been telling y'all for a while that something like this was going to happen because again, too many people, not enough space. Um and which I've always because 
when when this past year or so when people get on Twitter and say, oh, they need to sign this person. Oh, they need to call up this person. I've always been kind of like, yeah, you don't know if we want to do all that just yet. Yeah. Yeah, um, people need to be careful what they ask for. Um, but I'll so, always have a level of um, sadness for some of the, I mean, don't get me wrong. I never want a person to lose their job. Um, but I also know in sports and entertainment in this in this medium, you have to let some people go to hire some new people again, which is what I what we started with. Some people had to go. I don't like the way they were released, but but it will never make sense to me. The thing that will never make sense to me ever, no matter how much you could tell me, Hunter could tell me, Vince and Ariel Emanuel themselves could tell me to my face. It will never make sense to me why you choose to hire a person, you bring them back. And then you fire them within a few months, like the, the bringing him back and bringing hit row back. What was the purpose? I, and I understand you can't use everybody at the same time. J.D. McDonough is a perfect example of that. When he got called up, he wasn't used for seven, eight, nine months. And now he's in a major feud because things are cyclical. Right. If you watch uh, first take, your boy Stephen A says it's fluid. It's fluid. Right. Yeah, I get that. But you bring these people back. You uproot their lives because they got to go to every show. They got to go to whatever major show they are. They got to go to all the, um, excuse me, to all the uh, house shows. Some of these people you still haven't gone to the PC. A person like Tegan Knox, she wasn't released from what I can tell, unless something we don't know. But you, she moved home. She got to move back here, and the visa situation. And then you just let them go and you never use them. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And, um, well, because, like, I've been pretty critical about, particularly with the women's side, how. You have. You were speaking about with, this for a minute. Yeah. With, with just how, how just inefficiently they use the roster every week for television. Um, and, but at the same time, well, look, I still think they could have done a better job. I'm not going to change my mind on that. Um, some of the not being used as much as they could, that was going to happen given the size, given how many women they had. But that's on them for signing that many and for signing more than they needed. Uh, yep. yep. You know, and, um, And it's just, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm fishing for words here. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, it's all good. I, look, a lot of this is and comes down to something that Jason said earlier in the show that is a horrible thing to say, but it's the fact and it's true and it's real. It is what it is. This is the world that we live in. This is the world that they chose to work in. Nobody well, is forcing people to be wrestlers, but it just sucks. Right. It sucks, obviously, but, like, nothing about, again, we've been beating this drum for a while because they regularly, you know, do talent purges. This is not new information to us. Why is it new information to anyone signing a WWE contract that has probably six digits on the paycheck, if, you know, conservatively? So... While you're saying everything is you're saying is true, Ray, I my everything it sucks obviously to lose your job. 
it does it it's a little my my sympathy and my my oh my god what are they going to do factor is a little bit a little bit lower but and, uh, and that yeah. and that's where i i get kind of lost where people just oh how could they do this to these poor innocent people these poor innocent professionals okay well they will get over it yeah no let me, let me just say uh well a reason people a lot of people freak out like they do is that you know i've said before you know we form we get attached to these people yeah right yeah. You, when you when you have a favorite now some people take it too far it's one thing to be attached to like your two or three favorite wrestlers right that's one thing when you're attached to like 30 of them then that's doing too much and that's what some people are some people are acting like they're attached to like 30 people and, and, and that's doing too much why i'm so callous about it is because i'm almost like raging against that it's like okay yeah i'd be bent out of shape if like i don't know like five wrestlers like i'd be actually upset if these five wrestlers got fired but like come on people stop acting like every single person is your favorite wrestler to ever wrestle well we're so we live in a world number one where we know more about these people more than we ever have yeah number one number two we live in a world where you can clearly see for a lot of these people, Cardona is a perfect example. If you give them the opportunity, they can work and they can maybe possibly, you know, do some do some good for your company. But thirdly, to to your last point, Jason, the overwhelming majority of people I agree with you with, but I will always stand up and 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 take sincere umbrage for the people who are not of this country, because you are literally messing with their lives because you take their visa away. Once you fire them, but you brought them over and to not use them particularly. And it, this isn't this is men and women. This isn't just the women. But I know Tegan Knox is a perfect example or Emma. Fantastic example. You know, like now you're messing with their livelihood because it's not just oh, I'll get another job. Well, I can't because right. I got to go back to Australia and then get back. Over, you know what I'm saying? And so like that, yeah. that bothers me. I hope there is some more care and some TLC behind the care, behind the scenes for the uh, international releases. Cause you're right. That is, that is a huge part of it. They can't just like walk across the street to impact or yeah. walk across the street to Billy's garage wrestling. Um, so that, yeah, that's that, no argument there. Yeah. No, nah, look, I never begrudge anybody. If your favorite wrestler got released today and yeah. you are just, you know, bent out of shape over it. I got no problem with that. You got every right to be. I mean, okay. Um, you're a fan first. You're a human being. Um, look, this company. Look, I mean, the lifeblood of this company being as popular as it is and making as much money as it does is people getting attached to the wrestlers. <laughs> That's a great point. Okay. I mean, look, between Roman, Charlotte, and AJ Styles, I got like 25 t-shirts. Okay. Amen. And that's not just because I like to watch them wrestle, right? You, yes, you you develop an attachment to these folks, right? I mean, you don't you don't buy commemorative plaques of them winning kayfabe championships just because you like to w- watch them wrestle, right? You develop an attachment to them, right? People who drive hours, you know, to a different state to go see a, a show or go across the country for WrestleMania or whatever, right? I mean. It's because you've developed an attachment to some of these people, you know, 
And so I do totally understand when when one of the people you've developed an attachment to gets released. Then, you know, I got no issue with you being totally pissed off about it. I got no issue if you just like fucking I ain't watching this shit no more. I got no problem with that either. I th- I think I it's the 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 armchair bookers who think that you squandered twelve WrestleMania main eventers. Well, no, that that's okay, those people need to, they need to stop. <laughs> that's, they need that's, to stop. Hey, yeah. those people are out there and they're they're a big they're I mean they're loud man. Oh, I know though they need to stop. Unfortunately, on release day. But like, for example, I know, trust me, I know people who stopped watching, who stopped watching Washington football when they got rid of Doug Williams. Yeah, no, it's a real thing. It's a real, and, yeah. and then some people did the same when they got rid of Art Monk, right? Because my, my, my grandmother, my grandmother is a Houston was a Houston Rockets fan, diehard. I remember when we won the championships, we went outside and screamed and all that. And then when they traded Robert Ory, Sam Cassell, and all those people for for uh, Chuck, she never pulled for the team again. That was in '96. My grandma just died last year, and she hated the Rockets still with the passion <laughs> then. I was like, damn, it's been two generations. <laughs> what are you talking about? They still the same team. Hi. So, so I do it, same, yeah. This, is it the same ownership group, Ray? No, no, no. It's different. It's different ownership. We've had multiple general managers. We've had like four or five different franchise players. Totally different. Totally different. <laughs> It it it's it's a it'll it never ceased to make me laugh. The genuine disdain she had for them. Like true passionate disdain. I if that's what you like, I love it, I guess. (laughs) But I mean like I don't I don't ever begrudge anybody for getting upset if if they act if they do release your favorite wrestler or somebody who you've been riding with for years. And you develop that attachment to, then I got no problem with you getting, you know, shoot angry about that. Even though, yes, that is the way. I mean, and and I'm not about to tell you, well, that's just the way of the business. No, okay. But again, if you're out here, if you got, if you got, you know, if every person on that list, you're out here saying that, that they fumbled the bag, or that well, that person, well, that you know, the Shanky would have been a main eventer if they only gave him a chance, right? I mean. If you're that guy or that you know gal, then no, please stop. Okay, just so, so Rob and Jason, let me ask you this, um, if you don't mind. On the list, is there anybody? And let's 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 ignore the big names like Ali and Ziggler, but is there anybody on the list that you think that was undervalued significantly and may make some real noise outside of WWE? Oh, uh, right there. Let's see. I was I was gonna say Aaliyah because the same thing I I stump I stump for her about every single time. I don't know, guys. If a company wants to take a shot on her, go for it because every single time, without fail, if the camera is on her, she is giving 140 billion percent. Whether it's being pied, whether it's being like. Choked by Maxine, whether it's being like suplex, whether it's an actual wrestling match that she's got to do some stuff, you know that girl did a hundred and ten percent, and I I would all I was always fascinated to see what would have happened if you gave her more runway. Um, but maybe there was a reason that they didn't 
and who knows. Um, but yeah, at least I'd, I'd be interested to see what she does. Maybe she never wrestles again. Who knows? I have no idea. She's trash. She's not trash. She's trash in the ring. That's, that's yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yes. No, her and Dana Brooke, God bless them, go model. This is yeah, not fit for you. No, 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 no. Well, okay, no. You need to be doing YouTube skits. You need to be doing, like, TikTok shit. You need yeah. to be doing... No, no, stop with the modeling. That's, that's like, the that's the ground floor for them. I just let said modeling because they're... Let them be talented. Let them be... Like, I'm sorry. Have you seen some of the ridiculous facial expressions both of them can pull off? No, right. They, they'll be... Yeah. They're, I, I don't say modeling because they're both absolutely gorgeous. Well, but yeah, they have the, no business inside a ring of what of any kind. Well, now, okay, now, now we have been that, a ring light, maybe. Okay, now we we we've been somewhat defenders of Dana Brooke here on this show because and I'm we like. So glad I hadn't been on. Cause, well, no, because no, because we we like the twenty four seven stuff. Okay, she she absolutely killed it doing the twenty four seven title stuff. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, Rob. It's uh, Ray with your with your Japanese wrestling and your all this stuff. We like sports entertainment over in this house of mindless. Do you yeah. have you? Do you know me? So do I. Okay. Okay. Say it, Dana Brooke, man. She's a sports entertaining person. Sports entertaining. She's, she's okay. She's good, depending on your your generous definition of the word professional wrestler. But sports entertainer. Dana Brooke is an all-star. She's not sports, nor is she entertaining. What are you talking about? Well, you didn't you didn't like any of the twenty four seven title stuff. Her no, to me do that. Yeah. I think she is. You're. I, let me, Ray hates fun, everybody. Ray hates fun. She, Ray hates she fun. Had a, she, oh, when she was the sidekick for Gallows and Anderson, with, I'm sorry that it's it sounds like I'm bashing her. Stop. Let me finish the this. Old days. Like, time out. It's no, no, it sounds like I'm bashing her because they literally just found places to put her and plugged her in. Because it's just like even as that as that leaves the mouth, doesn't it sound ridiculous? Oh, yeah. Remember when Gallows and Anderson were paired up with Dana Brooke? But God damn it, it was good. The whole Dr. Balls thing they did. I'm yes. sorry, dude. I don't even laugh at body humor. I think body humor is so stupid. I was crying laughing at that stupid thing. Oh, yes. Doctor? Doctor? Oh, my God. And she was right there in the middle of it, not cracking, not, like, just... That's a talent to not laugh? That's a talent? Uh, when, you're, when you're standing right next to... As someone who stood next to... Gallows while he's being funny? Yes. Dude, it's a Herculean task to stand there where Gallows and Anderson are being goofballs, to put it the nicest way possible, two feet away from you. Yes, yeah. bro, she is very talented. She's not a great wrestler, but she's very talented. And so, but, and look, because some of us feel like you know, our friend Jay in particular feels like the the wacky, silly stuff has been missing during Hunter's time in charge. Yeah. Or has not oh. been and is not or has not been enough of it, right? And it was good for that. Okay. Agreed. No, no yeah. look, I look no, I did not I did not want trust me, I never I never once wanted to see a Dana Brooke wrestling match, okay? But the other stuff on the show, the wacky, silly stuff on the show, 
that the yeah. other women that the, the, the other women wrestlers are too serious to do. She went out there and she was willing to do all of that stuff. Okay. Dana Brooke, team, uh, put it this way. We're about to go to commercial. And up next, Dana Brooke and the Iconics team up against so-and-so. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm watching the game. Up next, we see the results of Dana Brooke and the, the Iconics go shopping. I'm like, I'm tuning in and I'm not changing the channel. That's why we're trying to keep. What? I've, I have I have officially I I. Well, then ran. yes, segue into something in the ring and whatnot, and then yes, she'll exactly. be their manager or whatever, and it'll be just fine. So stop this with the she just no. I know what you're I, trying to get at, Ray. And I, she will. I, Ray Ray, and Ray she hates on everybody. I, she can do I, a hate spring like a goddamn superhero. I because Ray Cash, aka Rance Morris. Hates fun. Officially give fun. up. You hate fun. I give Ray, up. Ray hates I fun, everybody. Officially. That's right. I'm sorry. You just want to watch Japanese guys smash bamboo. Why are you putting that on me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when Ray, have, I become, have I become that guy? I've never been that guy. Yes, I've never Ray, been Ray, that guy. Ray is, the, Ray, Ray is the patron saint of real serious wrestling. Okay. I'm the guy that's, that loves Fandango. What are you talking about? Thank goodness, man. Well, he's I just, wish you would have fun with Dana Brooke once in a while, bud. I'd like to have fun with you, definitely, <laughs> just not in the ring. Hey, hey, yo. Don't we need that yeah. commercial? Yeah, we, we should before we get ourselves in trouble, okay? Yeah, man. Oh, I, boy, I almost made me quit the show and I don't even work here, bro. What? <laughs> I will be right back after this. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, and uh, we're back, and we went to commercial, and I forgot to tell you guys to buy some T-shirts for this. <laughs> Ray, uh, Ray, you you do the T-shirt commercial here, buddy. Well, hey, uh, do you like clothes? Do you like things like body? <laughs> well, if you do, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash the chair shot, where we have all sorts of, insert here, a.k.a. clothes. Um, no, we sell shirts, y'all. We have shirts. Um, Jackets, all sorts of things. Go support your boys and your girls. Um, pay a little extra, get some soft style, as Miranda Morales would have you do with the Queen of Soft Style. It feels good on your skins. And uh, support. It allows us to make fantastic uh, podcasting experiences for you good people. Uh, and, you know, maybe we'll spend some more money and we'll go to Japan, since apparently I'm the Japanese purist of the show. Apparently, you know, but yes, go to <laughs> that's the chair shot and uh, support your boys. Thank you. And always Thank use your head. That's we got you. Look, we, we got to say it every every five minutes. <laughs> We're contractually obligated to, to use the slogan. <laughs> Hi, Greg. 
Greg's actually got little inhibitor chips in the back of our necks, and he zaps us. Right. We're the Suicide Squad, but just with chair shot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, next up on the agenda. <clears throat> we miss you, DJ. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> DJ, c- come back, brother. Because <laughs> we, we are, we are just. Uh, um, yeah, we're 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 not we're not you, doing too good. Here, you man. gentlemen are doing a good job. Trust me, as a guy who's been the host of many shows, this is fun. Okay. Um, well, since we're talking about the business of professional wrestling, there was also some business that got there was some other business that got announced, and that is that SmackDown is coming back to the USA Network. Uh, one of the biggest questions that's been looming over WWE programming is when. You know, um, where were they going to end up? Who was going to, you know, where were the different shows were going to end up? Were they all going to just stay where they were? Were any of them going to move? How much more money were they going to get? <clears throat> and so we found out the first answer today that SmackDown is going back to USA Network. And it's going back to for the tune to the tune of $1.4 billion. And there were some grumblings that Fox maybe didn't want to pay the increase that WWE was looking for to keep them. Um, now I kind of poo pooed that for a while. Cause I thought that was just, you know, uncle Dave being uncle Dave and not knowing what he was talking about. But, and, and so, but actually we don't know if that was the case or if USA just ponied over the money. And, but so SmackDown is coming back to USA network billion dollars uh and right now that's all we know so before we get into what we think might happen with raw or nxt what do you guys think about smackdown coming back to usa how long is it the deal uh five five years smackdown's worth a billion dollars that's i mean that's the be all end all Guys, we ain't going anywhere. This, it, the, the, they're, they're set. Um, so I don't know how many more times we need to do. The emperor has no clothes. Um, but you know the train, the train keeps on coming. Um, so I don't think you should. Again, much like the behavior of some of the, the that they've exhibited in the past, I don't think this should be a surprise on anyone. Based on again, based on just the wow that we've given every single time they launch a new deal or they ink a new deal. We're all just like, wow, that number's crazy. Hey, what were we saying eight months ago? Wow. That number's crazy. And it's just keeps, it keeps going. It's It is crazy. Yeah. And, and I forgot to mention, uh, as part of this deal, they are getting, I think was it four primetime specials on NBC on NBC. So Saturday night's Saturday night's main event probably is going to be back. Uh, yeah, and the and SmackDown, just, you know, special or something like that. Yeah. Because we, we don't know what form they're going to take yet, right? We just know there's four primetime specials on NBC. Yeah. Connected, connected to the SmackDown deal specifically. Okay, yes. yeah, it's connected, connected to SmackDown. Um, SmackDown. I've got to tell you, y'all, WWE never surprises me. They continue to just make money hand over fist. But I feel like... This is an upgrade in money and a downgrade in status. 
because there is a level of gravitas that comes with being on network television that WWE had never had. You can count UPN, but you know we all no. we all know what UPN was. You people's um, network. It was one thousand percent. You feel okay. me? Uh, <laughs> or or what did they used to say on the Saturday Night Live or or um, Matt TV Unprotected Negro? Yeah, just yeah. like it's just <laughs> just yes. Um, but no, no seriousness. Them being on Fox and being a part of Fox Sports lineup, Friday Night SmackDown, Saturday um, College Football, Sunday NFL, had a level of gravitas that I think they've lost now. So while Smack, they're still going to get good ratings, but SmackDown's getting 2.2 million a, a week. And again, I, I'm not trying to get a ratings talk. I'm not, but I'm just talking about platform wise. The same amount of people ain't going to follow them back to USA. No. Because the ease of access for watching it on Fox and the gravitas, you know, or somebody may be watching the news and leave it on for that little shitty Jay Leno show. And then, oh, hey, SmackDown's on. I, so I I don't know. They're going to take the money because they're a business and they should. I think it would be them to take a little less and stay on Fox. And just to, uh, to, to give you an example, like with Monday Night Football, they went from ABC to ESPN. And now because of the writer's strike, they're putting games back on ABC. And they literally found there were three million viewers just kind of just out there. That came back in for the opener, Monday Night Football opener. And at least some of those people, no doubt, were people who, you know, couldn't watch it anymore because it was on ESPN. And bringing it back to ABC, you know, like you said, there's a difference in, in status. So this is not without risk. Uh, you are going to lose viewers. And we don't know, like, as much as we've talked about Roman and Tribal Chief and this big story over the last three years, of course, that is a huge driver of all of this increase in business. But the ease with which some people could get access to watch the show with it being on Fox absolutely played a part. Um, yep. And when we, SmackDown you know, went from USA to Fox, didn't they debut with like three million viewers? It was three point like, eight because the other uh, Rock was on the debut, and they debuted. It, I'm going to run through some numbers here. They debuted three point eight. Mm-hmm. Um, they settled in around two point four up until COVID. Uh, they fell down just under two point oh through COVID, and then when just last like this year. Or, or yeah, this year in particular, they finally got cemented back in at around the 2.4 range, which they which, which they had been in before COVID. So they finally made up the COVID difference this year to get back up around 2.4. Um, they will not get 2.4 on USA Network. Not close. No, probably not. <clears throat> because Raw, Raw, when there's no Monday Night Football, Raw usually Raw tops out at 1.9. Mm-hmm. And they and and then there's some nights there have been nights where even when there was no football where they went down as far as one point five. It's just the shoulders wouldn't pop in that night. Um and so with Raw you're talking one point five to one point nine and you're topping out and you they get over two maybe Raw after WrestleMania, they get over two. Or if they have yeah, like Roman and special. Brock. Yeah, or if yeah. they have a special episode like the thirtieth yeah. anniversary. Yeah. But 
you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna get 2.4 every week for SmackDown on USA Network. I don't care if Roman is there every week. You're just not. Agreed. Um. So now the question is, of course, do, do you make it up with the primetime specials? Because the primetime specials, you know, I mean, on NBC. Because remember, Fox is even for a network. Fox is still considered like the well, not like it used to be, but Fox was at one time considered like the B team of networks. It was but, the fourth of the big four. Yeah. Yeah. So on NBC, um, I mean, if they do the right around of promotion, and I mean, could you potentially get up three million for those specials or more? Maybe. Um, well. Yeah, I, I can no, I, I I could see it if you build it up, yeah. It depends on who's on them and how they're built and all that good stuff. I mean, if it's a weird, you know, NBC pulls out all the stops because I mean, NBC has a lot of people under their contracts and and their wings, obviously. Yeah. You know, if they get like a all star celebrity palooza type thing, they, it could be a big deal. It's it's gonna be as big a deal as NBC wants it to be, as long as they have all three of the shows. Right, and, but and, but if they if they dump it on a random Saturday during July, then it won't. And here's exactly. the fun, here's the fun fact. Then it's just another tribute for the troops, and nobody cares. Here's a fun fact for you guys: a little behind inside baseball. The reason uh, WWE and NBC Universal have had such a long uh, standing relationship is because Vince and Dick Ebersole were best yes. friends. Yes. And their friendship took a bit of a fracture with the with the advent of the XFL. Based on NBC having having NFL and XFL didn't work right and things of that nature, <coughs> Dick Ebersole has since retired and now his son is, I believe, is in the role. And so yeah, they still have a relationship, but it's not the same it used to be. Now it's strictly business, whereas they used to be best friends. So I would be curious to see the level of which WWE is when when they went to Fox. Like Fox really gave them the big. Red carpet. Yeah, yes. dude. Roman yes. and Sasha and people were on like major promotions and like they really. NASCAR NASCAR had somebody from WWE like every week. I'm Regular. not kidding. Yes. They were a Grand Marshal or they were running the pace car or they were just walking around the pit the pits. Yep. There was somebody from from uh, WWE at NASCAR. Big E was on Big Noon Kickoff regularly. Like yeah. they, there was a a real synergy there, um, stronger at the beginning, you know. Towards the end, it wasn't so much, but you know, COVID and things happened. I'm and them coming back to NBC. I wonder how big is going to be treated as a big deal because they're not going to a new place; they're coming back home. So, like, you know, if I mean, that's how you treat it like the big deal. You'd be like, hey, the the prodigal son has returned. You, I yeah, mean, you should, uh, but will they is the question. Because, yeah. again, this are they looking for these specials to be a big deal? Are they but or are they looking for are these specials going to be something where they throw up on a random again, a random Saturday in July to get to get two million viewers on a Saturday in July? Right. right. The, I mean, these executives know what they're going to get from the tribute to the troops. So, right. We getting four tributes to the troops, or are we getting four like you know? Are we getting a Royal Rumble? Are we getting a you know? Let's let's get crazy with it. You know? Are we gonna have the <coughs> I don't know, the 
Saturday, WrestleMania night one. I don't know. Let's be crazy. So, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. I can't remember when I did said it. Was it if it was before the first deals were made? I know I've said in the past that if they really wanted to get out there and be wacky, dog, if they put WrestleMania on NBC, the advertising dollars they could get. Because they already don't make money off of it now from TV because yeah. it's a network. They threw that bad boy in NBC, dog, and just got some yeah. advertising dollars. Jesus Christ. Meaningful pay-per-view buys out of it. Yeah. You know, probably a handful of people across the nation buy a traditional pay-per-view. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they could sell it to NBC, yeah. Hey, night one, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Saturday night. I'll be down for it. And you know what? As a guy who pays extra to not watch commercials on Peacock or any of these streaming services, I would be willing for the commercials to watch on the NBC just for the for the 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 moment, right? That would be huge. Yeah. yeah so pageantry. pageantry. There goes there goes the buzzword. Oh yeah. Someone someone read the script today. <laughs> so now all right, so that leads us now to the other WWE programming. That is Raw and NXT. So now there were, you know, there was there were some statements put out in some of these reports that they were moving. Um, personally, until it actually, it, until I see an announcement that they're going to be somewhere else, I'm taking that as like negotiation posturing. Not to say it won't happen. But um, you can't say you're going to stay like you can't just say, yeah, we're staying. Right. You, you got to, you know, <laughs> you, you got to play the game a little bit here um, because it would make sense just logistically to have all your broadcast stuff under the NBC Universal umbrella. Yeah, because you already got your pay-per-views and your back catalog on Peacock. Now you got SmackDown USA, Raw and NXT are already on USA. I mean, it helps you with just cross promotion and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot easier logistically have it all under one, you know, under one umbrella or on one roof or whatever. Yeah, there there is the old, you know, sports <laughs> agent thing of the having the mystery team. Who's like, oh, well, mystery team over here is offering us, you know, X amount of dollars and X amount of uh, years and blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's how you, you know, I assume what they did here is play Fox against NBC and say, OK, who's going to give us more money? But as I mentioned earlier, once NBC got a hold of the streaming rights and the pay-per-view rights and basically, you know, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania the 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 jig was up and they yeah they were they were very fox was very very good about being like oh we're also in the wwe business but they never didn't feel like the little brother or the also ran or the or the the partner you know um and it felt like nbc was still the dad to me um but so i i just this whole thing makes perfect sense um, and maybe five years down the road, maybe Disney becomes a, a crazy person and, and bids for one of the shows. But right now, like Rob was saying, I definitely see 
the huge upside of keeping everything under one umbrella. Now, go ahead, Gray, because I was going to come over with the yeah, just, just, just real quick. So, <clears throat> follow me for a second. So, I, I don't think it's as guaranteed as many people do. For a number of reasons. The first reason of uh, uh, um, of all is, you know, I'm a member of the Bandwagon Nerds podcast every Monday on thechairshot.com. And we talk weekly about how all of these major conglomerates, Disney, NBC Universal, uh, Sony, uh, Fox Corporation, Warner Brothers Discovery are losing money hand over fist. Oh, because streaming is a streaming is a money pit. Not just yeah. streaming, but in general, streaming is a, definitely a major lo- loser. But in general, these companies are losing money hand over fist. And so, when when the last deal happened, and they said, and Fox said, we want SmackDown. We don't want them together because they had never been so, shopped separately before. SmackDown said, we just want this one. And they gave them way more money than NBC Universal gave for Raw. That told me, huh, well, SmackDown is valued more than Raw now. Not just because they made more money, but because someone chose to take them away from the package. The fact that they picked SmackDown and announced the SmackDown deal first tells me they don't think they may not, they may not want NBC, NBC Universal, may not want Raw back because they got what they think is the Golden Goose. See, for 30 years, Raw was the Golden Goose. Now SmackDown's the Golden Goose. We got the Golden Goose. We don't need this other show when we're already losing money. So I may, I am, I am more and more starting to believe that Raw, maybe that could be NXT because it's relatively cheap. You ain't got to pay much for NXT. Maybe Raw might be going somewhere else, dog. I don't believe all this stuff about changing nights. That's, 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 Abs asinine. But I'm starting to believe that Ross might not be back on USA. Now our boss uh Greg suggested that <clears throat> you know that it's important for Raw and NXT to be on the same thing. Agreed. Agreed. I agree with that. Because you gotta because you gotta cross promote and all of that stuff and Raw just has more time. And then, and then, yeah, and then for for, the, for NXT's purposes, you need the cross promotion. Um, now, when I with what they're doing with like the main roster people going to NXT, that been, that's been happening. Now that and look, I think that's totally been they've been trying to goose NXT's numbers to try and get some more money for it. I think because before they started doing this, bringing the main roster people there every week, NXT's like just audience numbers were had gotten they were down like in the five to six hundred range every week and you were not going to get any type of pay increase for that because that's basically you know you you can get five hundred thousand people to watch the show on basic cable you don't need you know that's not a really big accomplishment per se so if they wanted any more money for nxt they had to do something to get that up um Now, of course, the question is how how long are they going to be able to maintain that? I don't know. Um, and then, you know, then now there is again now there is strategy in having your shows on different channels because what the NFL does. The NFL 
you know, they put a, they put a little bit on NBC, they put a little bit on ABC, they put a little bit on CBS, they put a little bit on Fox. Now they got a little okay. bit on Amazon. I'm so glad you brought that up. I mentioned this to you guys before the show, and I am not I am not in the know. I don't have a source. I don't have anybody in my ear. This is just a hunch. WWE has long wanted to go to streaming for a long time. That's that's initially the what led to the advent of the original original WWE Network. Rest in peace with me. Hold on. Hold on. I just have to write off the very top. WWE never has shows on at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It never, it never competes with itself. Of course. Right. Yeah. The NFL, the NBA, all these guys do. So that's a, a core point of why you would want to be on separate networks. No, that's a great point. That's a that's a great point. I, something I didn't even think about. That's a fantastic point. Um, the only reason that the, the NFL thing caught my eye was because I believe that Raw may take an offer from Amazon Prime seriously. Amazon Prime is really, really trying to do more with their live content. They're trying to build up the Prime Video, um, you know, IP. <clears throat> They have they're one of the few major companies that has boatloads of cash and aren't losing like crazy because Prime Video is not how they make their money. People don't watch Prime Video because they subscribe to it. They watch Prime Video because we all buy Amazon stuff and happen to have it. And the the Thursday night football um, move to Amazon has been an amazing litmus test because when it first started. Last was it last year or two years ago? Whenever the first season it was, I remember the first couple of weeks a lot of people struggled to get get it because they were trying to figure out how does my TV this and that and whatever. Now it's smooth, it's easy, and they still get fantastic ratings. It's not like the ratings have dipped dramatically. They still get great ratings. So I just I I'm just saying we may be watching Monday Night Raw in 2024, 2025. On Amazon Prime. Um, now, that's going to be interesting because, again, we're talking about ease of access. Um, and like, like you said, Amazon makes sense because so many people already have it anyway. Um, so I think and, that's not out of the question. And, 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 and to keep with, with the NBC thing, right now, the, the, I believe the embargo for when Raw shows on um television to when it's on the network is a month you could you could make the embargo a week it shows on raw this raw comes on live numbers on prime the next week last week's raw is on um peacock that way if you wanted to keep some synergy like there's ways you can make it to where nbc still has the synergy and the control or as jason called it so eloquently the dad yep so it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, They're not going back to Fox, by the way. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to keep taking over. Oh, no, I think, yes. What, yeah, what yeah, Greg that, said, there's no way in hell. If they, they don't want to keep SmackDown, they're not going to pay less for the lesser show. It's not happening. Oh, no. Yeah. And um, now something that, something that interesting that did happen was the, the stock price actually took a hit off of this. Not surprised. Um, well, but the, well, the reason is, though, because... Uh, Nick Khan was throwing around this idea that they would get like a hundred percent increase, and they got forty. 
the, the stock market people don't get wrestling. Well, well, no, but then also, I mean, you ask for a hundred so you can get forty. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They don't yeah, if you ask for forty, you're only going to get fifteen. Yeah, right? yeah. They, they they got a forty percent markup. Right. Um, but no, so these like stock market speculator folks, they're the ones that took a bath on that because, yeah, um, you know they they bought look they bought WWE stock because they they bought into that idea that they would get 100% increase on their media deal, and that's that's why the stock price went up because you had people buying and speculating, and so when it didn't when they didn't get 100% when they only got 40%, then you know these stock speculator folks. They're all like, oh shit, this sucks, you know, and and so the, the price went down. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's just the lunacy of the stock market is that you can negotiate yourself a forty percent raise and the stock of your company still goes down. <laughs> Not good enough. Yeah. Um so speaking of Fox and TV, last thing for the show here. Last Friday on SmackDown. Someone who we, we had not seen on WWE television in a while came back through the door. Um, one Mr. Dwayne Johnson <laughs> returned. And it was a great little thing they did with him and Austin Theory. And I've said on Twitter, I maintain that that five minutes with Austin Theory and The Rock did more for Austin Theory than the whole thing with John Cena did going into mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Agreed. Um, how many how many people like obviously because of who he is and who the character is he's never going to actually pull it off but how many people have actually in the middle of the ring pulled off uh it you know what's your name it doesn't matter to the rock one other person thank you who was that mick foley thank you so austin theory is in a category with mick foley Rob, please continue. Okay. Pretty, pretty fucking good. Yeah. And um, He's so, right. you know, of all of all the, the criticisms of John Cena that people have had, most of them are stupid. But one I think that is that does carry some merit is well, one I think people focus too much on him winning matches over people and say that he's burying people that way. But I think where he really has buried people is on the mic. And that whole thing with him and Austin Theory this past March um, was a prime example of that. And to me, he, he made, well, I don't, I don't even know what the guy's name who plays Austin theory. I know Austin theory, the character Austin white. Okay. So John Cena made Austin white look like Austin white was bad at his job. Whereas Friday, the rock got over Austin Theory's character. Austin Theory, of course, is an asshole. And, you know, he's a cocky, brash asshole. And that's the character. And that's what's supposed to be conveyed to the audience. And they did that Friday. Whereas John Cena made Austin White look bad at his job, in my opinion. John, uh, I mean, we, we've talked about it on this show before. John has a habit of, you know, if it's if it's somebody who could maybe might be sort of sort of is the next guy he he brings his a game and he does not play along with the assignment 
He does not say, okay, I'm going to do the wrestler thing and get us all over here. He goes, no, no, no. I'm going to bring my A game, and if you can keep up, that's great. But my A, I, they call me the GOAT for a reason, and I'm bringing my AKA A game, and good luck to you, Roman. Because, uh, I mean, he did it to Roman Reigns. He did it to Austin. Uh, you know, I mean, when Ron, when Roman, when John, Austin Theory, who are we talking about again? John Cena is in the middle of the ring on USA Network on Monday Night Raw, and Roman stumbles over saying something and john cena looks at him and says it's called a promo kid you gotta do it it's like well what are we doing here i'm 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 still here because you can't do your job work right yeah like exactly like dog it's like no you want you want to get this guy over like but but if you think about that, it, that is your job now. Your job, you're actually by doing that, you're you're flying in the face of the purpose of your job because we brought you back at the, for in this instance for one singular purpose, and that's to get this guy over. So you can't you think, tell the audience, "Hi, I'm here to get this guy over." But he he always, you, if you think about it, the people who have the gravitas on the mic, he doesn't go out that hard. Like, I don't ever remember him going at Kevin Owens at heart. Nope. Because he, he knows Kevin can keep... I mean, yeah, he brings his A game, and he's like, all right, I know no one's going to be able to punch me in the mouth. And at that point, Roman didn't. And then they did it the second time around. And what did Roman do? He just looked at John and was like, John, I'm not going to do this this time. I'm just not mission- And the missionary line is still classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Missionary line is awesome. Yeah. But I guess the real thing to come out of this was earlier in the day, uh, the Rock was on the Pat McAfee show and he s- suggested that he might be up for WrestleMania 40. Um, now, do you guys think this was just him working the marks and doing a one-off appearance on SmackDown because he was in town that day? Or do y'all think there might be actually be something more to this? I think that three years ago, Dwayne Johnson thought he was going to be in charge of DC and uh, studios. <laughs> okay. And that's, now that's... I think that that has not gone according to plan, and Dwayne's trying to play some revisionist history here. Okay. And so he's very, very, very interested in a thing that he could not have been less interested in a while ago. So, yeah, sure, dude. Awesome. Okay, it was on the books. Well, it didn't fucking happen. So, you know what? Uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, Ray Cash versus Roman Reigns could have been on the books. Let's go! I'm not <laughs> excited about it, because you know why? Because I didn't get to watch that happen. So, yeah, cool. I guess we can talk about it, but... Let's go! I, I, to see Ray pose after beating Roman Reigns in front of 100 million adoring fans, so I don't really give a shit about talking about it. You know? Let's so, go! Yeah, yeah, me and Roman, that was the plan for WrestleMania whatever. Okay, dude, but you didn't. So, what are we doing? And then you're just gonna talk about it now, because and then it's gonna, you know, you're not gonna do anything. So, again, much like what we were talking about earlier, Again, I've been saying this about Dwayne for years and years. Talk to me when he shows up. Well, you showed up. 
didn't mention your cousin once, had your little grab ass. They tried to play you off like three times, so I know this whole thing was not planned. You were on Pat McAfee's show. You knew Raw was in the same town. You called somebody up, and you were like, hey, can I just take 30 minutes of the show for no reason? And they were like, well, yeah, you're the goddamn rock. Of course you can. And so you, they went out there, and you did your thing with Austin. Hey, can you do this thing with Austin? Can you do this thing with whoever? And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely going to do that thing with my cousin. Bro, go away. Nobody cares. We're going to do – I will do Cody again before I do you. I don't care. Get out of here. I don't want to hear about it. Until until you're actually the name on the marquee, I don't want to hear about it. Bye-bye. Go back, try to ruin ruin DC some more. Get Henry Cavill fired. Let's go. So, uh, <laughs> my, wow, number one. Number two, I got. I have a shocking take. This is going to blow you away. I, I disagree. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, for, oh. the record, for the record. I echo your, um, shall we say, dis- not disdain, but your how tired you are of the whole rock thing looming over this. I agree. Wow. I am. I'm. A, I'm tired of it. Too. Exhaustion. Exhaust. Thank you. Thank you. I. I echo your. <laughs> not with the rock, with the rock experience. As someone, as someone who has described it to me about being like being a non-Romans Reigns fan in 2015-2016, they're like, I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns. I have a problem with the Roman Reigns experience. It's very real That's thing. That's Dwayne Johnson. I, I, I think I agree. I'm, I'm also tired of the, the looming rumors of this match happening and not happening. But let me tell you where my disagreements are. Number one, I disagree you're right that I think he thought he was going to be in charge of DC, but I still think he always planned to come back to do the match. The reason I tell you that is, number one, when he did Hobbs and Shaw, and there's a lot of major people in that movie. You know who he did the press junket with? With Roman. You know how many words Roman has in the movie? Zero. So that's number one. He wanted people to see the dude. Hey, hey, who was the word? How many words he had in the movie? One. <laughs> there you go. But that well, he wanted people to see the dude. What script writers say it. How many lines did he have? Zero. So you yeah. But but he, he wanted people to see this dude alongside him. Two, the show that he's the executive producer of, that his guy, Brian Gewertz, writes personally along with him, they had an entire segment on the show teasing the match. That's not put in there if there was not any intention of it possibly happening. So I disagree with that notion. That he always came intended on coming back. Um now so I listen to, I, I like to listen to other I like to listen to, to the Mass Man podcast with uh Shoemaker and Kaz because he ain't wide. And Kaz laid something out to me that really made me open my eyes and made me think. If you look back at the build to WrestleMania 39 and you look back at it and expect the Rock is coming back, things make a little more sense. I'll tell you why. Remember when remember right the week before WrestleMania, the week before the Royal Rumble and they announced Cody's back in the Rumble and then Cody ended up being number 30? That was weird, right? Normally yeah. if somebody's making a return in the Rumble, you just make the return the night of, especially number 30. But to announce he's coming back the week before and still make him number 30, it's kind of weird. Don't you think? 
Another thing that I don't think is this is probably just an um, an amazing like coincidence. All of the all of the shows between the Rumble and WrestleMania, or the majority of the shows, were in XFL towns. <laughs> no, that's not that's just that's, that's true irony. That wasn't planned. Okay. But I I do think the plan was for Rock Roman last year, and Rock got cold feet, or he realized if I come back, I'm not gonna be cheered. Like I'm, when I come back, I'm gonna be cheered initially. But this bloodline thing is what people care about. Sammy, people care about Kevin. People care about Cody way too much for me to come in, waltz in, and get this title match. So I think there was a level, there was a, a an, an air of levity, which probably Paul Heyman pointed out to people. Dr. Rock did it on his of his own hubris. Um. So, but I, I'm I'm with you. I'm 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 exhausted. If it don't happen at 40, don't talk about it ever again. The last last point I want to make is I'm always sympathetic to people who, when these big major, um answers or responses come out and people are like, oh my God. When he... Pat McAfee asked him a question. He answered the question. It's like he walked up there and said, well, let me tell you something, Pat. Did you know what happened last year? Pat was like, hey, you and the Big Oose, what happened last year? And Rock answered the question. So I'm a little sympathetic to, the, to him t- spilling the beans because he was asked. And if Anybody watches the Pat McAfee show, I am an ardent watcher. That dude gets stuff out of people that nobody else can get. So yes. Well, okay, now here's what I think. Okay, I think they if he was I don't think he was just working the marks Friday because I think they said too much for that. I think by saying what he and I think he put himself. Now he's put himself on the spot now. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. He's got to do something now. Yes. Yes. So, like, he, he, literally, even if you show up and do the Royal Rumble triple power bomb spot that you did, where fucking Jimmy, Jay, and Roman power bomb you in the middle of the ring, just so we can say we did something, man. Because now yeah. we're just playing grab ass. Because now, like he, you, this can't be. This has to turn into something now because he put himself on the spot um, by saying it on Pat McAfee show first of all in front of all these people. Um, that's not like just you know somebody asks you a little question like on Entertainment Tonight or something. You're like, yeah, we're thinking about it. Yeah, whatever. Right. I mean, he went and he you know, spelled out. You know, the question is looming. The question yes. is literally looming. Pat works there on SmackDown, where yes. your cousin works is the king. You know, like yeah. So no, I don't. Again, even if even if you were caught blindsided by it, I'm sorry, you've been doing these for way too long to get blindsided with something like that. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, and I'm sure, Pat told him beforehand too. Oh no, Pat is a friendly. Pat Pat does not. Pat ain't Walter Cronkite. He ain't there to get you no gotcha stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, um, but one thing, um, because it, it got picked up by all types of publications, not just dirt sheets. So he knows now he's on the hook with all types of media, right? It's, it's not going to be, you know, Uncle Dave, it's not just Uncle Dave saying bait and switch if nothing happens, right? Um, he's on the hook with ESPN, with, you know, 
Entertainment Tonight or whatever. He's on the hook. He's on the hook with every, every major people media outlet today. Variety, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on the hook with all those people now. If if he does nothing, so at the very least, they have to make every effort to make something happen. And yeah, I mean, and look, maybe if it only ends up with him being the host of WrestleMania and getting you know and doing something, but. He can't. There's no way he could have said all of that Friday and then just like, oh well, <laughs> sorry guys. Yeah, it, it, exactly. At this point, you got to do something. Um, it's been it's too much, way too much grab ass at this point. And, and also, sorry, look, you kind of oh, you, you know, remember your roots, dude. Come on. And um, and look now, also it's now or never. I mean, he's he, is he 50 years old already? Yeah, he's in Jersey's for sure. Okay, so it's, it's now or never. If if he doesn't do it this year, then it's not happening. Um, and and you know, he this, is a, this is like, a dude who he should have been in the 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 Hall of Fame for so long a, a minute ago, but because he won't retire because he's quote unquote been waiting on this final match. Well, you're just hurting yourself. You know, because um, imagine the type of publicity you'll get. To get a Hall of Fame nomination. Yeah. You know? Oh, you're just hurting yourself because you're you're not getting much younger. You know, so you can't get your flowers because you won't retire, but you won't retire until you do the match, but you won't do the match. Yeah. And I did notice um the other thing is he looked like he dropped some weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now so that's just post Black Adam come down, or is that hey we're slimming down? He's no the he's Black Adam finished in filming like three four years ago. It's been a minute. Yeah, that's I don't know, man. He's done a lot of he's done a lot of projects since then. So yeah, <laughs> this seems like he's he's slimming down on purpose, getting more. And remember. Um, when he did the last match, not the Rowan shit, but the last match with Cena when he tore his shit off his hernia thing, um, it's because he was too big. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when I mean, the yeah. first match, the first Cena match, he was in shape. And then when he came well, back yeah, the for the second Cena one. match, he actually he came back for like four months. And he I mean, he was in shape. He was he was slimmer. He was in shape to wrestle. When he came back for the the WrestleMania 29, he was all roided up and everything. Yeah. You think the you think they're gonna call back Curtis Axel since that's his training partner? <laughs> if we see Curtis Axel get rehired tomorrow, <laughs> you know what's up. Yeah. By the way, we didn't talk about this. I didn't mention this, but with all the releases, they just saving money for Jay Cargill and CM Punk. So I I well since, since we're on the topic um we didn't ask you we have we we haven't talked about this with you Ray um what are your what are your odds on Chicago Phil come back you know I hate that dude <laughs> I hate I hate I I don't know Phil Brooks so I can't say I don't like a dude I've never met but I hate CM Punk with the burning with a thousand burning passions like like the the passion of the sun. I hate that man that much. But I have never been a dude to ignore the inevitable. He's coming back. And I hate it. Fucking hate it. But if he coming, 
let's just get let's get ready for it. So, All right. Because me, it's funny. Um, I mean, I am a CM Punk hater, but the past year, it turned into the enemy of my enemies is my friend because <laughs> I, those enemies ain't your enemies no more. So well, you can hate him again. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I, I cannot stand Matt and Nick Jackson. <laughs> okay. I mean, I absolutely despise those two individuals. Um, and so, you know, because he was on the opposite side of them, uh, I've been kind of giving him a little bit of a pass. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I think it's better than 50-50 uh, for sure. About you, Jason. He's old. He's beat the fuck up. Anyone who actually cares about that dude has both of their entire fist up Tony Khan's rectum. No. Get gone, dude. Go ruin another workplace environment. Go ruin another company. So go stir up another locker room. And you know what? You know what? Go to Impact because that's where you can finally be an agent of change. You can figure out what's wrong in that locker room because you know what? They'll inevitably put you at the top and that'll make everything okay, right, bud? So just go. Go (laughs) off into your sunset. Leave us behind. The fans (laughs) who care about you are the most obnoxious people on the planet. It's like Lakers fans without, you know, society. Like, it's like if Lakers fans never went out in public and just didn't even have that base a level of professionalism or society or anything like that. I so think one better. Talking about it's like Warriors fans that became fans when they started winning. Yeah. It's just that. It's just the the entitlement and the the everything's for me and everything, you know. I don't know. I, I that dude, those fans bring out the worst in everyone. So I don't understand what's a pleasurable experience about that, unless literally you are a fan of the dude and you like watching him win pretend belts. Like okay. <laughs> that's fine. That's why we watch the show, but everything else <laughs> suffers. So as long as that's your top priority, cool. You'll have a great time. But if you like literally anything else, it's probably going to take a hit. So you'd be, you'd be surprised how many people fall into that category of they just like seeing him win pretend belts. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I know. Well, well, yeah, dude. You think a guy who looks like that should be where he is? Absolutely not. But no, I, I've said it for years. And I understood it when he had made his little comeback you know, promo. I get it, man. He is charismatic. And I mean, the dictionary definition of charismatic, he's not how high schoolers use charismatic. Oh, he's very happy. And no, he has a force of personality. He makes people believe in him. He makes whether for good or for bad, like, and I say it all the time, Darth Vader has charisma and Santa Claus have charisma, has charisma. They have the same charisma score. Let's just say that. So, yeah, man, for fans of that dude, I mean, I can't believe the getting fired again by the the one place that I never thought would ever fire that dude just says everything you need to know. Like, literally, even they told him to pound sand. 
Tony Khan told him to pound sand. What the fuck else do you need to hear about that dude? He's not a good dude. So. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Jason. <laughs> I'm excited to see Jake Cargill on Tuesday nights. That's what I'm excited for. And well, it right. a scheme to get Tony to pay, pay her back up the Brinks truck. I love her ten times more. I hope it's on Tuesdays, but it's looking ever more likely that it's gonna be on Monday or Friday. But I hope it's on Tuesdays, at least, oh. at least till after WrestleMania, at least to WrestleMania, and then she comes debuts on the main roster after WrestleMania. Uh, um, it, it, she needs to do double duty if that's the case. Um, here's the thing, right? Because I think the danger is that if you if you put her in main roster matches. Um, well, now I'll just say this. I don't, now I actually don't think if you put her in there with, you know, Charlotte and Becky, they'll take care of her, right? Yeah, yeah. But you can't put her in there initially. Well, no, well, but yeah. the problem is though when when you is that you can't put her in there with them early. So, so the problem is when you have her in there with Sonya Deville, right? Who yeah. is who is when you have her in there with somebody who is just okay. And who can't take care of her as far as telling her what to do through a whole match. You run the risk of her looking really bad. Because she didn't really have any good matches in AEW, now did she? Yeah, she had some she had a few okay matches where we gave her a participation trophy because we like her. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. She didn't really have any good matches in AEW. Let's be honest. All right. We like her, okay? So if she does okay, we'll give her three stars because we like her. She's graded on a curve, yes. Yes. All right. Now, the problem is you put her in W, and if you put her on main roster in WWE and you put her in there with somebody who is just okay, and we've seen this, um, you know, you put, you put somebody like that in there with somebody who will take care of them, it's no problem, right? You but put you, them in there with somebody who is just okay, who can't take care of them and you know through the whole match and call all the spots and make sure she's in the right place and all of that stuff if you put her in there with somebody who is just okay there's the potential for things to look really bad and then to make her look really bad you, you know what made me a believer in her though like a genuine believer that like this isn't some flash in the pan she's hot now what made me believe that she's really going to be here for the long term is when Midway through her run, and she basically said, "I I want to train right more." And she started working directly with with uh, Danielson. She went and found him and said, "Can you help me train?" That showed me that she doesn't just see this as a cash grab. She sees this as I really want to do this and get better at this. Like I care about the craft of this profession because she got everything else. What's what's the what you what you what you call Eddie Kingston earlier uh, before the Bell All Star? Yeah, starting lineup, dog. Jay's in the starting lineup, but most of the bef- most of the before the bell all stars are comfortable being all stars before the bell. She has shown a willingness and a want to get better, which is why I think it's perfect for her coming to the E, where you don't start until you do a couple of weeks in the performance center. Everybody, right. they put Shinsuke Nakamura at the performance center. They do not care. I hear you. 
but I think it's it's very important that they manage her ring appearances early on at least. Because if she comes in there and if, if she has some matches where she just looks like she just can't wrestle at all and then 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 it's gonna be a problem. Like you can look green, you can look like oh she's just a muscle woman, just throws people around or whatever. But you can't have her in there looking inept. Best agent and, in the business works for the women in WWE. TJ will take care of her dog. Okay. I mean, yeah. I just, like I said, I think you, you got to manage it, though. I mean, you, you got to put her in there at the right people. Uh, you got to lay the matches out right. Um, I think they may, you know, look, I, you know, um, and then look, I, and then look, I don't think she's, she's, obviously, if she were to go to NXT, she wouldn't be down there but a few months. It'd be, I mean, the longest would be a Kevin Owens kind of thing where he was there like, what, six months? And then, but, yeah, but Kevin was an anomaly, bro, because he wasn't supposed to get called up when he did the Cena um, thing. That wasn't his call up. He just did so well they kept him. Oh, okay, didn't know that. Okay, um, so it'll be interesting, I think. But, um, uh, yeah, I think they they got to take care of her. Um, and I think they will. It's just, yeah, you know, well, you know me. Look, I don't, I don't say something happens until it does happen. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Y'all know me. Um, but anyway, all right, we've been how long have we been going here anyway? We've been doing this for a little while here, haven't we? Yeah, we okay. have. Yes. So uh we're going on two hours, which means that if you've been staying with us here the whole time, God bless you. Um <laughs> and so which means it's probably a good time to call it here because we don't we don't want to do like Monday night raw and push for three hours. <laughs> okay. Where's the overrun? <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get we gotta get off the channel for the news. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, we thank you again for listening. I was about to say watching, but listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. And uh with Ray Cash. Thank you, Ray, for coming on. You're quite welcome. Um, I guess just yeah, follow me. If you if follow me on uh tagged. At uh, it's Ray Cash. I don't and, promote uh, I don't promote Elon's website anymore, so I say any old uh social media site I can think of. So tag us today. There you go. And uh, you and you and Kyle came out of retirement, Bruh, I feel so old. Yeah, we we I'd loud don't don't hey temper your expectations. <laughs> this will not be a regular thing, probably. Um, but it was fun, and I hadn't talked wrestling on a podcast in a minute, and uh, yeah, it was fun. There was a lot of things happened. Um, you know, got a good chuckle at the all-in number being a lie, Jade leaving. <laughs> Had some fun. Well, it was good to hear you guys back in action one more time. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. And appreciate you, you guys. I know, I know this is DJ's domain. I know it's a group show, but this is DJ's domain. I appreciate y'all letting me sit in the third chair, man. I know I'm the unofficial fourth member. I'm the Cassius Ono of the show, apparently. Well, no, like no, whatever no, that means. No, you are not, sir. Uh, it, it, you know, uh, for me, that. 
you know, from my old head vantage point, you are the Jimmy Garver of the Freebirds. Okay. Well, I appreciate that too. And by the way, I love catches on those. Shout out to Chris Hero. Um, but no, I appreciate you I, every I just, time. I, you know, it's I look at it as like almost not quite. You know. <laughs> almost you, not quite the shield. I'm so I'm not good enough for my podcast. You heard it here, folks. No, uh, I almost made it. I think we were, you know, but you know, we're we're a very special trio. That's what we are. <laughs> Clean it up there, buddy. He's there trying hard. He's trying so hard. And I love him <laughs> for it. I love you for it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, anyway, so, and as always, thank you for being here. As always, Jason. Thank you, boys. This has been a pleasure. As, as unprofessional and unorganized as it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> So that's always a good thing, and that's what we strive for here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Where uh, Rob, do you are you actually going to close the show and say goodbye to the people, or are we going to pontificate for another five minutes? No, yes, I'm going to say goodbye. See, I, I, I'm yeah, I'm saying my part last this time because I put myself over first at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But listen to the podcast with me. That's right. <laughs> That's why you listen to the Rob show. That's right. <laughs> no, but, um, um, so, all right. So we thank you again for listening to Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I am uh, your temporary introducer and closer of the show for this week. DJ, we love you very much. Please come back next week so I don't have to do this again. <laughs> and we are on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Buy the t-shirts, always use your head, um, and as always, support your 14-time women's champion, and we are out of here until next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Remember, you can call it sports entertainment, you can call it oh. professional wrestling, whatever you call it, just call it in the ring, and we're out of here until next week. <laughs>